Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Southern California, Joey Nochel Prano. Hello, Andy. Good morning, Joseph. Good morning. A little early dirty sports today. Yeah, a little early, Sash. Early sports. Early and dirty. I'm like almost uh I'm almost borderline delirious this morning. So it should make for a great episode. Well. I see you rocking the old school tie-dye Bill Walton shirt. Throw it down. And Did we, we haven't talked about it. Did we yeah, talk say, about it? I was gonna say we haven't talked about this yet in the show. The difference between Bill Walton and all these fucking selfish C words is Bill Walton isn't producing his own documentaries. Like, come come into the TP, I'll hand you a bag of mushrooms and in payment for a sound guy. No. The 30 for 30 is making it on him. Unlike Carmelo Anthony, Carmelo producing a four part documentary about himself. What a, ugh, what a douche. What a douche. Add him to the Michael Jordan, Derek Jeter doc about yourself. I mean, literally, is there anybody who is a full career Jordan brander that isn't going to have a multi part documentary that they self? produce is mellow is mellow jordan the jordan brand the jordan brand is like the gables propaganda company like essentially this is like you're you're by the way for for, for non-historians you are referencing the mastermind who who behind behind the the nazi Nazi propaganda propaganda, campaigns joseph gables who did the entire construction of all the Nazi propaganda. You know what? I, you honestly, I just thought of this. But do you know what would be? You know, it's my like legit life dream is whoever attends the Carmelo propaganda film premiere that we go full inglorious bastards and just lock them in and murder all of them. like the world would be a better place if we could just go in and murder everybody who attends me seven o. The mellow documentary. No, chill. Well, and what I, is it with what is it with Jordan brand propaganda too, where they always like mix numbers into the name? It's like respect with a two, mellow with a seven. This is all this is prop. There's probably like a legit psychological, like this is how you convince people that athletes are good. You do all these little tricks and things. A documentary, a number in your little thing. What but I don't not understand. Bill, Walton. Bill Walton's just come to my house. We'll sit in my teepee for a little while. We'll talk about all things basketball and Grateful Dead. I have Andy. Hold on one second. You know, I'm kind of out here in the sticks these days. I have a giant, like a huge spider crawling up the wall. Like Take the, the size of my fist. Hold on. Take it. Handle, handle your business. Nobody, nobody wants to deal with the, the big spiders. Well, Joe does that. I want to read to everyone who did not see the announcement on the Carmelo documentary. So it was announced this week that Mello will 
produce a documentary. It's a four-part documentary that will chronicle his life and career, starting with his childhood, diving into the good, the bad, and sometimes ugly experiences and learnings that shaped him into the man and the athlete that he is today. I said one episode for each of his passes. You know, I saw that. Here's my thing on this documentary phenomenon that we you're just, you're just not interested. Like I understand Jordan. I understand Brady. I even understand Jeter to an extent. I just, you're not, there's nothing interesting about Carmel. Like why would I want to see a four part documentary on somebody who's just not that interesting? He never won titles. He doesn't have any sort of interesting angle. Like if, like if they're going to do a four part documentary and they've already done a 30 for 30 on him, but if they're gonna do like a four part documentary on Dennis Rodman, I'd find that fascinating because yeah. there's so many layers to him. What are the layers to Carmelo? I think Anthony? there should be, I think there should be a rule going forward for these documentaries. You shouldn't be allowed to have more parts than you had playoff series wins in your career. Yeah. So he doesn't have four playoff series wins. I believe he has three. I believe he has the the making it to the second round with the Knicks and the one year they went to the Western Conference Finals. Oh, no, he's got to have more. Andy, I believe he went to the Western Conference Finals with the Denver Nuggets. He did. And he went to the second round with the Knicks. Both of those happened one time. Other, otherwise, I believe he is a non-playoff maker or a one-and-donner. You are correct. I am astonished. I knew he had the one year they went to the Western Conference Finals. That's why he always does the three, you know, on his head. He always does the three for his career playoff series wins. Wow. Carmelo has 28 playoff series games that he's won i'm sorry playoff wins not series in his entire career so since since the 2009 2010 season he's won a total of does lebron james have more finals games won than carmelo anthony has playoff games won probably right that's a great stat right there well let's do the math he easily does well, he got he got swept a couple times. He went, but he does have four wins a couple times. He has he has he has four titles, so he's got sixteen wins right there. It's gonna be close. All right, that's where we hop into. Uh, let's see here. Stat Muse. You ever use Stat Muse? It's great. Yeah, he's got. 16 in his wins. He's Sorry. got two, two Sorry, more. I can only answer questions, wins for his teams. Uh, you can only do teams. Um, okay. Well, Le- LeBron's first finals, he gets swept. He's right? played in 55 career. It's not that hard. He gets swept in his first, so that's zero. In his second, he wins one game. In his next two, he wins four, so that's nine. Then they go, they they went, lost him five again to the Spurs at the end of that one, or six. Wait, you're saying his his second finals would have been with the Cavs. 
or no, his no, no, second, no, his second finals. Yeah. His first final with the Cavs, he got swept. The second finals is with the heat. That's, that's the great 2011 Mavs team. They won two games, I think. Two games, right. Then he goes four and four. That's eight. So it's 10 already total there. It's going to be close. Well, regardless, because I don't feel like doing math right now, it's, it's, it's pretty wild that. Some dirt ball in the comments. Tell us how many finals wins LeBron James has. It's, it's just amazing that Melo has such few playoff wins, especially in the last like 10 years. Like, I, I, the mellow thing for me, it's pretty straightforward. He's a scorer. He's a top 10 scorer. He doesn't make your team better. He obviously won a title at Syracuse. He won the gold a bunch, but to me, the gold is eh. like, that's an eh on your career. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Like you're playing with the best players in the world, the best team, the best coach team. So it's nothing to really gloat about. The idea, again, of doing a documentary about somebody who is just not that interesting. Dude, like, what have you done? The most interesting he did was the stop snitching thing that I always laugh about. Right. That that DVD in the early 2000s or whenever it came out, mid-2000s. I just love the idea that it's like the Jordan brand has essentially figured it out now. Let's just raise everybody's profile with the document. I can't wait for the Cody Zeller 11-part documentary. <laughs> The Bam Adebayo five-parter, the Russell Westbrook. It's unreal. Yeah, it's pretty wild. But that that Bill Walton one, man. Now that's, see, this is what it's all about. This is what I'm saying. I'm not here to sell shoes. In fact, I'd prefer you don't even wear them. I wish I could have played in the NBA without shoes. I would have never had all these foot and heel problems. I read... Running down a dream. It's a Tom Petty biography. And it made me realize when you're running, you should just be running on dreams and after dreams. Come on, man. We don't need shoes. Throw those shoes down the garbage chute. Now there's an interesting life. That's I mean, a, I, I that's a four-part talk right there. That should be that should be listen, at least. We should have we should have a Bill Walton episode through through UCLA, young Walton through John Wood in the pyramid of success. Then just a a quick break where we just did a whole episode about his Grateful Dead fandom, and then we come back to Portland Trailblazers, Walton. Then we should have Celtics slash Clippers Walton. You know, we could even have like the uh, we have like a Clippers mini episode, Celtics Walton post career Walton. Laying in the, on the floor, eating out of a dog bowl. And then, of course, broadcaster legend Walton. Bike riding, the TP. Yeah. Oh, that's going to. I mean, I just, assume, I just I just assume this is his interview is taking place in a TP. Meanwhile, Carmelo's will take place in a gym with Carmelo posters behind him. A bunch of people like walking in. Yo. Are you Carmelo Anthony? Yeah, weird that you're here in my gym. Who's the Carmelo comp in football? Is it like Frank Gore? Mm, not even. Like, you know, a guy who just played all these years, so he amassed the stats. I don't even know. 
got it's probably like a it's probably like a receiver or a QB that just like I mean it, it, it could kind of be Jameis. No, because Melo's play Melo's top ten all time in scoring. So you got somebody who just had the longevity enough to. But my point is, think about it, Jameis. College, great in college, wins it, then comes in, all the skills, all the talent, puts up raw numbers, can't win. Like if if they just like if for some unknown reason, and by the way, we're fucking a third of the way there already. But if some if for if much like Melo. For some unknown reason, teams are like, I don't know. Maybe he just needs a change of scenery. And they do it for fucking 15 seasons. Jameis Winston will be top 10 all-time passing. Yeah. He's tra- He's tracking. Oh, I know. Jameis 101 has let me know that for the last yeah. two and a half years. But much like Carmelo, what do the raw stats mean if your team is just like, man, this guy is a fucking douche? Yeah. Carmelo, Jameis, pointing Spider-Man meme. Also, stands of of them out there for people who literally just can't comprehend sports as they watch it. Well, so I was reading the comments when that report was posted on Twitter, and obviously I quote tweeted it for Dirty Sports. But the comments tell it all. Why all the hate? Why all the hate? Now, a lot of people also, to be fair, took our vantage point and diss him and say, look, he's not winning titles. He's not making his team better. He's a selfish basketball player who just amasses all these stats because he doesn't play team basketball. So there are just as many people, but the defenders are funny to me. I don't, I think that the, the, the knock on him that the defenders need to understand is that he's just overrated and he's overhyped for it at the, at the core of it. That's a, I mean, the, in the end, it's like, listen, you can be, you can be great and not have won titles due to sure. circumstances and due to whatever. The bottom line with Mello is he is a great scorer and he could have been, he could have been, he could have been the leading scorer on a title team, but he couldn't be the leader on a title team. He can't be your single best player on a title team, you know, yeah. because, He's he's not a leader. He's not playing defense. He's not passing. He's not motivating. He's not doing anything. He's just an elite scorer. So listen. It's it's almost like it's Dominique Wilson Wilkins career with a bad attitude. Yeah, because because he demands to go to the places to be the guy. He has to, he leaves to go to New York a month and a half before he's going to become a free agent there and guts the team. Like, what's the most interesting part of his career? The whole thing with Kevin Garnett and his wife? I mean, winning at Syracuse. But I'm saying, like, non sports related from an angle, what's so interesting? Kevin Garnett said your wife's snatch tastes like honey nut Cheerios. Yeah. I mean, I'm being serious. Like I I'm saying like, what's so interesting about his running, Jeremy running, Jeremy Lynn out of town, (laughs) running Mike D'Antoni out of town, but that's also basketball related. Yeah. My point is Bill Walton has an interesting life. Like you can, you can break things down 
and find interesting things. Break well, them down. Tom Brady's not the most interesting guy. He married a supermodel. That, that's that's yeah. a whole thing there, right? Tom Brady didn't pl- like didn't even start that much at Michigan. Like there there's things you can go into. He by the way, we got to talk. I want to talk to this because I I was hanging out with our friend Brian yesterday, who's a big Cleveland uh, Browns fans, and you know he's he's a he's a rather woke fellow, and I said to him, well, you know, tell me how you feel about Deshaun Watson at quarterback for your team. And he literally was like, dude, if he wins a Super Bowl, like, I don't care. And I was just like, man, this is how beaten down Browns fans are. Even the wokest guys like I don't give a shit. And I said to him, I go, here's here's one thing that I feel like isn't being talked about enough. I feel like to you can be a great athlete, but all the like truly incredible ones have like a je ne sais quoi about them right like have like they're a little wow, bit wow you're busting out the big dogs today they're a little bit they're je a little bit larger li- they're a little bit larger than life you know they all have that something we all agree mellow doesn't have that something agree right jordan very similar to mellow scorer whatever but had something had the whatever it be killer instinct fucking championship pedigree blah 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 blah. he had it for sure if you are a multi-millionaire starting quarterback world famous nfl player and you even need to get against their will hand jobs from a masseuse do you have the it factor I don't think Tom Brady's begged a lot of masa- masseuses to like jack him off. I I think more than likely people have walked in a room with Tom Brady and been like, hi, I'm actually just your like uh, MRI tech, but could I like jerk you off right now? <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm sorry. I'm married to supermodel. Okay. So, you know, I just listen, you're here, you're in a gown. I thought maybe I could jack you off. But see, like, what you're doing now is you're going into the psychology of, and I, and I think that's where this plays out. So I know what you're saying, but I also think, look, isn't there like a, 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 like a, a natural built-in confidence that you have to have to be a, yeah, champ but I think this, to- this is my point of like, I think there's some sort of, there's a psychological element here. He, it's a power thing. It's, it's look, you could say the same for Bill Cosby. Like, like Bill Cosby was the biggest comic in the world. He had the most popular show sitcom in the world. Like Bill Cosby was the guy for everyone, for suburban white women like my mom, who's like, oh, he's such a good guy to the black community. I'm but just the saying thing, like, the thing about Bill Cosby is Bill Cosby, like even at it, even on a show, even in it's like. He owns the like kind of a dork, for sure. It was like sweater nerdy. vibes, nerdy. Yeah. So it's like you could be great at something, and then like he didn't have, he didn't but, have like. But the, why is he doing it? But but that's Deshaun Watson asked. Why is he? I mean, you're a, you're a starting quarterback in the NFL, dude. I've seen guys get laid for being starting quarterbacks in high school. I've seen guys get laid for being the four stringer on a college football team. This guy starts for the Houston Texans. He's got a fucking his face on a, on billboards. And he's like, hey, I know I didn't agree to this random Craigslist masseuse, but can I finger your butthole? And she's like, uh, no. 
Like, I don't feel like. Yeah, I'm not justifying it by any means. I'm just trying to understand the psychology. And I'm saying the psychology of it. I feel like the Venn diagram of a guy that has to do that encapsulates more dudes that don't ever win a championship than guys who win most. And and I'll be totally honest with you. You're probably right, but but he did win one in college is what I'm saying. Right, right. But this goes back to your boy, Russell Wilson. It's like, Mr. 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 Unlimited. I'm like, "Mm," you know, when you had a really great defense, but like, are you the guy who's going into a new locker room and just uh, 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 taking this team to new heights? Well, the truth is, I I, look, I'll just, uh, it's funny. I was thinking about him today. Uh, I guess that comes across borderline homosexual, if not full homosexual. I was thinking about him today, looking at that division. I am I am selling Russell Wilson stock right now, and that could change during the season. But, but Andy, Bron- Broncos country, let's ride. Broncos see, country, let's ride. And see, that's one of the reasons. Let's ride. That's one let's of the. Ride. <laughs> that's one of the reasons I'm selling. Is because I think I think Russell now has turned into this, especially dating a star like Ziara it's like he's now he's turned into like a meme of himself and I don't think that's good for the team right like like good for winning just stick to stick to football dude so like I feel like quarterbacks in the NFL or like lead dogs on a basketball team it's a lot like um actors and westerns like you know you watch the, you know, you watch a, uh, you watch Tombstone. You're like Sam Elliott. That guy's a fucking cowboy. You watch Young Guns. You're like, is Emilio Estevez a cowboy? I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm on board here. Yeah, dude. I got. Do, do, do we want to play it? We we, we got to play it. The Broncos country. Let's ride. It's unreal. Let's ride. <laughs> let's ride. Perfect. Okay. One more time. Broncos country. Let's ride. Broncos country. Let's ride. Let's ride. Broncos country. Let's ride. Broncos country. Let's ride. Broncos country. Let's ride. One more like you're speaking an actual sentence. Uh, can we do it one more time? We're going to say, let's ride. My early pick right now is the Chargers to win that division. Whoa, look at Andy. Sells his season ticket holder shares. That's on them to win the division. (laughs) I think they're going to win the division. I I think, I think they, dude, they made some upgrades. I think Justin Herbert is going to win the MVP. Early claims. Ruth are coming out fucking hot. We're two episodes into hard knocks. You're like, I'm coming in hot, baby. I like it. Honestly, that division is crazy. The what's weird is like, I feel like the Broncos are going to be in the mix, but they're like the, but like, I still have no confidence in them winning division. Like, I think that they could go out, they could win like six straight to like open the season, and everybody be like, oh, the Broncos, and all at, at the same time, I'm like, oh, they could be in, but. I really 
like it's one of those things where it's like their record could be really good, but I think feel like they have they're the least dynamic of all those teams. Well, the thing is, a defense always keeps you in games. Sure, for sure. So I think I think the defense will keep them in games. Obviously, they have upgraded their quarterback position. Yeah, no doubt about that. I think you know what the Chargers they were pretty. They were pretty. They were pretty limited the last couple years. You know, the Chargers, they just gave Derwin James the highest contract for a safety. They bring in Khalil Mack. They bring in some other players. I can't think off the top of my head. Yeah. They, they they add to the offensive line, which needed some help. They draft, you know, another offensive line. I think, I just think the Chargers, I think Justin Herbert's that good. And and I'm not saying anything that people don't know because I think early on I know, I know you're uh you're you know, you're in the process of you you just started becoming a homeowner, uh, but what's what's the potential of an Andy Ruther L.A. Chargers game visit? I mean, there, there's potential for sure. Again, I I, I don't have season tickets anymore. I, that right. was a that was a I was a one and done with that. No no point in doing. It. I'm not I'm not keeping season tickets to make four or five hundred dollars over an entire season. Broncos Chargers on. Monday night football in October. You're, 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 unlimited comes to LA. That's going to be a hell of a division. And even the Raiders, you can't, you just can't sleep on them. Breaking, breaking, breaking news, breaking news. Deshaun Watson suspended 11 games and fined $5 million. 11. So you're gonna, to, you're gonna have to pull up that story. It went, it went, well, somebody's calling. It went from seven to eleven. Okay. Yep, breaking from Adam Schefter. The Schefter. NFL, the NFL, and the NFLPA. So it looks like this is done deal. A $5 million fine will go to charity. Deal still is not signed, but is agreed to. Okay, so looks like Jacoby Briscoli. Briscoli for 11 games. Going to be the guy. So let's see here. I'm pulling up the Cleveland Browns schedule. They have an early bye week? They do, week nine. So 11 games? Yeah, eleven games. So that who's that week? Week thirteen, right? Dude, did they do this on purpose? Do you know who they play week thirteen? No, the Texans. I mean, you you mean to tell me that's a coincidence? If if this is true, because they do have an early buy, so it'd be week thirteen, correct? Yeah. At Houston, Sunday, wow. December fourth. Wow. I'm just saying, like, they came up with a random number. Yeah, no, it's not a prime. Game. It's not a prime time game, but no, of course it's not. Do you imagine Browns, Houston? That I mean, the guy who suggested they put that in prime time has been fired. I think it's not a coincidence, though. He returns. No, because they're going to be like, we're going to give him a great. You know, we want it. We want a longer thing, but you can come back and score sixty points in your first game. I mean, get the memes ready for his return to Houston. The massage parlors. Yeah. Houston, we have a hand job problem. 
Yeah. Well, if the Browns are like five and six at that point, they'll still be in a decent position. I don't know. Maybe not to make the playoffs. Who knows? The AFC is just so loaded. This changes everything. I wonder if they regret the Baker Mayfield situation, how it played out. Letting him go? Yeah. Well, I mean, basically, I just don't think you can sign Deshaun Watson. I don't think there's any way to convince Baker that he shouldn't want to leave if you're also spending $400 million on his replacement. It's essentially being like, you can start here until he gets back. Now, there might be a smarter, there might have been a smarter play for Baker Mayfield. Like, okay, I'm going to come and I'm going to fucking play really well. And then I'll have better opportunities. But also, do you want to go into a locker room in fucking training camp? Everybody knowing that you're just a placeholder. And yeah, I think it's pretty, pretty impossible for them to have done both, had some sort of good relationship with Baker and sign Watson. Well, I'm looking at Twitter right now as, as this news comes in. Of course, I'm on Dirty Sports Twitter. Of course, the number four trend is Calvin Ridley, which, again, suspended for the season. If you're too stupid to understand, the NFL doesn't want their money fucked with. Calvin Ridley was involved with something that could affect the money of the games. That's why he suspended a year. It's really straightforward, guys. It's just straightforward. The NFL doesn't care if a guy rapes or assaults a million women. They don't. Does that affect their bottom line? If it right. doesn't affect it, they don't care. It's like enough of the Calvin Ridley shit. That's that's all they care about. Is this affecting my bottom line? Right. That's all and, it they, is. And, and also, as we've said before about, you know, pot or Kaepernick or whatever, it's always to them, too, is when they feel like they they, they go aggressive to nip things in the bud. They're like, we you're we do not like if you gamble we're going to suspend you for a year. And that's the way to scare you off it. And they're not trying to scare people off assaulting women because they've no. never once cared. They've never cared. The NFL has never cared about women ever, ever. J just like they don't care. Just like they don't care about the LGBT community. Do you remember those, those ads they were running last year after um, Carl Nassib came out of the closet? They were running like the NFL suddenly cared. Really? They said, no, they don't. They're just trying to hop on something. They don't care. At the end of the day, they do care about their money. And if it's going to be messed with, possibly in the Calvin Ridley case, they're going to throw the book at him. But 11 games, I knew it wouldn't be the whole season. I knew it, Joe. I knew he was not going to get the whole season. Yeah. We and, that too. and to return against the Texans. Now, here's the bigger question. He returns week 13. What will the number of wins be for the Detroit Lions come week 13, Joe Prano? Well, I've got them at four and a half over under. So let's put it at two and a half over under at week 13. Three wins. I'm going to say three wins. Three wins. Wow. You're putting it really low. In week 13, three wins. That's what they had all. That's what they had through 17 weeks last year. Yeah. Well, I I watched episode two last night and 
I still haven't seen Dan Campbell watch a single thing of game film. Now they show position coaches. They showed Deuce Staley going over stuff. They showed um, a linebacker coach. I forget his name, former NFL player, but Dan Campbell. I mean, the grit thing is out of, it's just out of control. He's wearing a grit hat. They have more grit signs than I thought in the team building. They also have Detroit versus everybody all over the place, which I find those things funny. The Detroit versus everybody. Dude, if you've been fighting the world for this long, you're losing the battle. You're losing. Well, I mean, the Detroit versus everybody is at least like it's been their thing for a while. It's kind of a cool slogan. I like the branding that they've done with it. But at the same point is like. But how long are you battling everybody as a city? This, yeah. is, this is what I'm saying. If, you, if it's been Detroit versus everybody for 20 plus years, you're losing. Everybody's winning. You're losing. That's all I'm saying. And, and look, I'm not here to just disparage Detroit. I've actually never been there, so I don't know. I've driven through there. I'm just saying if you're the onus of your entire t- city is we're taking on the world for this long. And if I hear one more time, Detroit's up and coming again, never been there. But if you have to keep saying it's up and coming, is it really up and coming? Yeah. Detroit's the angels. Detroit City, California, this, the Los Angeles Angels. Like every year they put a polish on it. Every year they miss the playoffs. <laughs> They're like, we're trying this year. We're going out and we're getting it. I don't look. Here's the thing the players definitely like Dan Campbell. It's obvious, especially after episode two, even more. You watch him, he's making jokes. They like him. He's a player's coach for yeah. sure. But also, think about that locker room. I bet you if Kim Kardashian walked in, they'd fucking love her. Doesn't mean she's fucking, doesn't mean she's qualified to coach an NFL team. Well, here's what I find interesting. Yo, look at Coach Kim, yo. Wearing fucking yoga pants, dog. I got grit in my pants, if you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Those yoga pants versus everybody. Damn, son. (laughs) So they do. And they're like, how many games do you guys think you're going to win? Like, I don't fucking know, man. We haven't looked at a fucking playbook yet. You know, they do the teasers for the in-season hard knocks, which this year is the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. And last night's was just a quick three-second, four-second of Cliff Kingsbury. You can see just in a room, just isolated, a bare room. He's got the little clicker. He's in front of the screen. And you can see, it's like he's been in there. I don't think that was staged. It's like... Dude's been in there watching game film, trying to think of strategy, scheme, plays, whatever it is. And that's what I did find funny. They show that at the end of Hard Knocks where he's just probably putting in hours. His face is glazed over. He's been in that room. Meanwhile, they're like, Dan Campbell, what have you been up to? He's like, we're renovating the kitchen, so I've just been punching holes in the wall all day. (laughs) Do you you think you should be watching film? He's like, I I mean, I'd love to. But can't sit down because of the up downs I did. I've been punching holes in my kitchen all day. I mean, who's got the time? I don't know. An NFL head coach, maybe. So my favorite highlight from episode two was just this stray bullets that Kevin Durant's taking on a hard knocks episode. <laughs> just I mean, I rewound it. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Did was there a dig at K- KD's just sitting at home minding his own business? 
on one of his many burner accounts on Twitter. Yeah. And suddenly, Amon Ross St. Brown, his dad, not even him, his dad, who used to be Mr. Universe, who trains Mr. him. Mr. Mr. Universe. <laughs> I mean, this dude was yoked, obviously, you know, the bodybuilder and his and his sons are yoked. Like just yoked. He trains his kids and he's going through some rant and I'll play it. And he just suddenly just literally just throw. He just threw KD completely under the bus and I just could not stop laughing. Coaches always ask me, how do you do that? I'm like, dude, I'm tired of explaining this to you guys. You got to train your whole body. Kevin Durant, these guys, messed their Achilles up. I have a question for guys like Kevin Durant. When's the last time you did a calf raise? Uh, at home, uh, I'm dad. But in here, I'm the trainer. So there's no talking, no screwing around. Like, if you notice, they haven't said one word to each other. They never talk. I mean, he straight up said in front of the whole world, when is the last time you've done a calf raise to Kevin Durant? Yeah. You know that got to him pretty quickly. Yeah. Just taking straight bullets. It. Yeah. Like, dude, what the fuck did I do? What did I do? Just sitting at home. He's tossing me, just throwing me under the bus. It's going to be KD versus Detroit now. Not Detroit yeah. versus everybody. Detroit versus KD. He's going to show up at the games. Here's a fun stat I did not know, though, until last night from that episode. Monroe St. Brown has the record. He was a rookie last year, right? Out of SC. Yeah. I think he was a sixth round pick or he was a late pick. He was like the 16th receiver taken. So I don't know what round, but he was like the 16th or 17th receiver taken. And he knows he memorized all the receivers and where they were from because he took it so personally. He had, he has the record for receptions and yards for a Lions receiver, not Kelvin Johnson. I was fascinated as a, by as a rookie, as a rookie. But he's got Jared Goff. Right. They, they've they've still done nothing really on Jared Goff. Last night yeah. they did they did David Blau. Ba Blau. The backup because his uh his wife was in the Olympics. So they focus on that. But I just I don't know, man. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it right now. Especially when they haven't showed a single thing about your coach watching game film. Oh, we do have a call about hard knocks. Let's do it. I love calls about hard knocks. What's going on, Dirty Sports? It's Solzy in Cincinnati. Um, listening to the Dan Campbell episode as well. Well, I'm going to call it. And um, I have an idea on how to potentially fix Dan Campbell. Um I'm going to refer to the longest yard where they uh, that one prison guard that's all jacked up on steroids when they're when they're getting ready to play him he slams the Gatorade on the sides and then uh, when the inmates start looking up their medical records and stuff and uh, they see that he's on steroids so they switch out his steroids with estrogen pills and all of a sudden that dude like completely changes <laughs> and he's like saying his nipples are sensitive and shit. Let me know what you guys think. Stay dirty, boys. So do we need to calm Dan Campbell down? I, I would argue that's why his players like him, but just combine that with some game planning and strategy and game film watching. 
Yeah. Like they like that he's a giant meathead that played in the NFL. I think what I think what we need to do to fix Dan Campbell is um, you remember in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, remember Krang was just like a brain inside a body. I think we just have to have like some football nerd implanted into Dan Campbell's belly to just like live with him. He's like, maybe we should watch a game film. He's like, well, we're doing up downs. He's like, well, maybe while you're doing up downs, you can put the video on the ground and I can watch it as you're doing push ups. And for the record, I do like Dan Campbell. Like, I like Yeah, him. That's great. I like you, too. If you were the co- head coach of my football team, I'd bet on us going 0 and 17. No, I'm just saying that because I feel we've been hypercritical. I like him. I think he's a likable guy. I just don't want him as my coach. Sure. I like Doc Rivers, man. What's not to like? You ever seen Doc Rivers talk? I'd fucking love that. I'd love to have a steak dinner with Doc Rivers. Also, I'd like a fucking magic eight ball to come up with the last play in a basketball game before Doc Rivers. Yeah. Doc Rivers is like one of the guys who throughout the years, it's it's really hard to to criticize him, even though it's deserved. Seems like a great dude. Dan Campbell seems like a great guy, too. Yeah, he's going to have his players' backs for sure. But you got to have a strategy, man. Not just go out there. I mean, you know, if you were were an astronaut and you fucking met the guy who's in charge of the spaceship, you're like, you know what? I like that, Brad. I don't think he has an engineering degree, but he seems like a really nice guy. You'd be like, I'm not getting in that fucking rocket ship. What are you talking about? That's that's that was the dirtball call. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Under hit it hard. I mean, uh, was it six and a half? Six and a half. Lions wins. That's crazy to me. Still, I have not looked at Lions Reddit in the last week. We should we we need Randy Ruther's Randy the 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 quadruple R Randy Ruther's Reddit report. Randy lives on Reddit. Yesterday he was trying to dive into like Browns Reddit, troll them. Randy Ruther's Reddit report. Here's the things that are going on on Reddit this week. I'm looking at Lions Reddit right now. It's pretty funny. They're doing some funny stuff. They're doing some funny stuff with Dan Campbell. They're doing some good stuff. I- I'm getting more into Reddit myself. They're doing some funny stuff. Now, see, this is what I'm here for. Joe. That's, a a cl- of- that's classic Andy Ruther, 2022. And he's like, I've, uh, I've been digging into Reddit a little bit. It's an interesting place. Well, you know, I'm just I'm just hopping in. You guys know that you can just keep up with your friends in like a chat like way on AOL instant messenger. This is really, you can just see who's on, who's not. You can say hello. It's really interesting. That was the best. AOL instant messenger. The fucking open and closing door sounds. Oh, man. I, I remember in high school, you'd be at a party. You come home. Back then, the basement bedroom. You you leave, leave a way message. Going out to get lit. Yeah. Yeah, fucking. Yeah, Cutter's basement. That was that was the computer computer room, that basement bedroom. Going in there, you'd be like, girls, you just saw the party, right? Because I didn't have a cell phone. You know, this is before that. Those times, you'd be creeping into the AIM. 
my AIM was Kid Seven Ill. AIM. My my screen name was Kid Seven Ill. That's hilarious. Kid Seven Ill. That's fucking. It was very stay mellow of you. Well, it was. They called me Kid in high school, and then Seven for my family, and they said I had ill humor. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I was a weirdo in high school. I would make like gibberish. Like I had like my own like. This is kind of dorky, but like I would just like have weird gibberish sayings I just made up, like words that weren't words. I wonder what everyone thought of me. Really, there's like we're just kind of fucking weird. I'm glad you didn't have a cell phone then. You would have been you would have been posting uh, you'd have been posting videos. You'd be like, yeah, yeah. This year, this year, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be kid seven, ill, (laughs) kid seven, (laughs) kid seven. Yeah. For the rest of this year, you, you, you guys got to call me. Call me. Kid7. I still, that's still the single most cringe video I've ever seen in my whole fucking life, dude. I, it's, it somehow came across my thing the other day. Again, I was like, straight up the fucking most cringe video in all genres. You, you, think, you think that's the most cringe video, the Russell Wilson <laughs> clip? <laughs> He 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 knows what he's gonna say, but he still does the fake stuff. Mister, 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 unlimited. You're like, what is wrong with you? Again, I I think it's just you know he's married to a superstar, and he's a fucking he's dork a dork. rolled in a herb, yeah. rolled in a fucking cheddar dick. This dude, yeah, he's a total dork. This dude's dick is made of fucking Wisconsin sharp, dude, and it doesn't help. Well, that makes sense. He played there. It doesn't make it doesn't help that he's also a Jesus freak. Yeah. Like like you roll all these things into one and you just have a total dork. Total nerd. Now, I still think he's a good football player. We'll see. Sure. Like I said, I'm real curious this year, though. Like this, this is the year. I love that Andy is taking his Russell Wilson stock and he's just like looking at it. he's hovering around the cell. He's like, I don't know. Am I all out? My cashing it all in. I, I, I'm not all out. Like I said, I'm just I'm just being realistic here. Look, I, I've enjoyed his career. I still think he's a Hall of Famer. I just I'm being realistic. I'm adapting. Unlike, unlike Matthew Stafford, you don't think that he goes to a team that's close and immediately takes him to the Super Bowl. I would argue the Rams were a lot better. I mean, come on. The Rams made the playoffs the year before and won a game against him with a backup quarter i mean i mean the rams defense was literally number one so i i don't think that's a fair comparison to russell wilson i just i think the rams are that good and they're gonna be good and obviously they're gonna have you know a competition from the niners but i just you know we'll see we'll see i mean the regular season starts i think three weeks from today it's crazy and the NFL is making moves. They are basically spreading those wings and taking over everything else. I don't know if you saw this. There's going to be a big NBA versus NFL on Christmas Day. Wow. Is Christmas fall on a Sunday? You would think it would be this year. Or is it on a Saturday? Let's, let's pull up the old calendar. Christmas this year is on a Sunday, correct? Wow. Christmas Eve is on a Saturday. So this is what you got. Listen to this schedule. On Christmas Day, at noon, you got 76ers at Knicks. 
at 1 p.m. By the way, shout out to Mikey, who I know listens to the show these days. He fired off a family text this morning. I love this. Mikey wasn't the world's biggest basketball fan growing up. Mikey fires off a family group text today. He said, Knicks, Sixers, Christmas Day. Let's get a suite and go as a family. I'm in. Let's ride. That'd be Knicks, cool. Pray no family. Let's ride. <laughs> Brando family. Let's ride. So you got your Knicks. Brando family. Let us <laughs> ride. So your boys. Brando family. Let's be riding. Your boys are at home at noon against the Sixers. 1 p.m. You got Aaron Rodgers and the Packers at the Dolphins. 2.30. You got Lakers at Mavs. 4.30, our boy, Mr. Let's Ride, at the Rams. Oh, yeah. I mean, these are all like, they're all going to overlap like yeah. throughout the day. 5 o'clock, Bucks at Celtics. 8 p.m., Grizz at Warriors. 8.20, you have a primetime Sunday night football game. Bucks at Cardinals. And 10.15, Suns at Nuggets. I'm just going to have to go full Morgan Freeman in fucking dark night with all the screens. Oh yeah. But again, the NFL is just, dude, they're Amazon. Yeah. Amazon's just buying everything and taking over. And I just read that Amazon's going to delve even more into the entertainment world, spend billions of dollars more. They obviously have grocery. They have all the delivery. I mean, they, by the way, just because you said it on the last episode, I wouldn't, I probably would have just ignored it, but then it popped up and it was like, it was right there. I turned on my Amazon one day and it was the, it was the main thing that they were like, had in the main box that they were promoting a league of their own. I watched one episode. I'm out. Wait, what? Remember a league of their own, the TV show. We talked about this. We did? Yeah. Didn't we just talk about this like three episodes ago? I have no clue what you're talking about. Am I losing my mind? This wasn't me and you. Who's in this? I have no, nobody, nobody of importance. We talked about it when we talked about... Uh, I have no memory of us talking about. This. We talked about it when we talked about the um, Field of Dreams game, didn't we? I don't remember us talking about it. Man, I talked about it with somebody who was like, "They're gonna ruin." I swore it was you. It was a very Andy Ruther take. They're gonna ruin something great. It wasn't they? me. It wasn't me. Wow. You got that short-term memory loss, fam? I have a lot of memory loss. You been, you been smoking weed lately? No, I just go full Will Ferrell on the podcast in old school. He's like, what happened? Like, you were amazing. <laughs> My manager calls me all the time and be like, that thing you just said on Dirty Sports. I'm like, I have no recollection. She's like, it was 15 minutes ago. I'm like, I'm sorry. I black out. Yeah, we definitely never talked about a league of their own. And I didn't know they had a TV show. I just looked it up. I'm shocked. you. Even maybe, it, it. maybe it was a Laz on slides. I'm shocked you even gave it a try. Well, I mean, the movie is incredible. 
There's no originality. It man. was definitely me on slides because Laz. I remember Laz saying now that it was in our it was in our top nine starting lineup of baseball movies. So if anybody wants to hear, that's on probably last slides episode. So, yeah, boy, LeBron is giving the Lakers LeBron two, James two more years. LeBron James. $97.1 million. Crazy. It, doesn't he hurt their chances, though? Does he care? Um, taking all that money? All that money? I don't really understand it, to be totally honest with you. Um, I don't know. I know that there's some legitimacy to, like, you can't just take $20 million a year and be like, it's fine, like, whatever. You can't just like essentially play for like you can't do charity and just be like, oh, I just I don't need the money, like whatever. Um, but I feel like there could have been a more reasonable deal here that, yeah, would have given them the ability to sign some other people. I don't know. I, I just think that. Because well, listen, we know LeBron James, greatest of all time, in my opinion. I obviously don't even think it's really an argument. Um, but you're at the tail end of your career. I mean, Michael Jordan was scoring 20 on the Wizards and you know, not making the playoffs at this point in his career. Um you you're gonna need help. So I hope Anthony Davis is healthy and I hope you guys figure out how to get a couple more pieces because Otherwise, yeah, you're just taking the money and riding out the end of your career in La La Land, which is fine, too. You came here. You won a title. I don't think he's going to play with his son. I don't think his son's good enough. Really hard to tell. It's hard to tell, but I just think people don't realize how hard it is to make the NBA unless it's more of, a, a, a you know, it's nepotism where he gets in. I just, I don't know. Everything I've read, like the recruiting isn't there for him. It's 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 all a media train. It's all PR. It's, it's like that, that, that's why that's why the LeBron deal is kind of doubly shocking. Like I wouldn't have been surprised if he was like, I'll play for 20 million a year, but you have to draft my son. You have to sign my son as like an undrafted free agent. You have to part of the negotiation. But if you're getting 50 million a year, yeah, I don't think you're allowed to make demands like that. You're getting paid what guys get paid now. Yeah. Oh, his son's older than I thought. He's a junior now, right? He'll be he'll be 18 in October. Yeah. So this will be his senior year then. I'd assume so, right? Yeah, I would assume so. Assume he's not turning 18 before his junior year of high school starts or in the beginning of his junior year of high school. Yeah. Well, he should break Kareem's record. What this year or next year? This year. It'll be this year. Yeah. Have you watched any of that, that Hulu documentary on the Lakers? No. I mean, I'm just, it, it's nonstop on it's a Hulu documentary on what this current Lakers team. No, it's, uh, I mean, to me, it's, 
it's like, like we've already done this with Jeff Perlman. It's called the legacy, the true story of the LA Lakers. My girlfriend started watching it. She, she's got all into the lake, she, but she's like, dude, it's basically a combination of winning time meets Jeff Perlman's book, which obviously was based on winning time meets the magic Johnson doc, which was done on, I believe Apple. Right. It's just, you know, it's the same thing where it goes through the history the rise through the bus family. They've done they've done two episodes where it starts with you know Jerry. I mean, I, I enjoy the Lakers, but like I don't need I don't need twenty five pieces of well. That's what I'm off, saying. Off season like, Lakers content. They're just really hammering this home now. Yeah, and if you want, like, just read Jeff Perlman's book. Like that's, and I'm sure this will extend past that. Which again, you could extend past that with his book, Three Ring Circus. I don't know. Right. I just, at just this point, everyone's hopping on the allure of the Lakers. And I didn't know that he had kids, though, that spanned from like the 50s through the 90s. Did you Who? know that? Terry Bus. Like his kids, it's wild. So, yeah, he's got six kids. And uh I mean, it, the the age difference is, is is wild. That dude party. Terry Bus fucked. That dude loved the fuck. All right. Yeah. I don't think Jerry Bus exists in today's age. In what sense? In the sense that well, you couldn't get away with doing all that. Right, of course. Social media era and all that. That's what I'm saying. Like the idea of an owner that has lots of women and he's always got some arm candy around him. Like where, where do you see that right now in modern sports? Like where he was flaunting it, right? Like, yo, I got this girl and he's got all those pictorials, those pictures of him at the Playboy Mansion surrounded by like 10 girls and all that. And now it's just such hush hush. We all know what they do. I mean, they probably have sex islands. Right. I mean, Robert Kraft was, you know, a regular at a sex trade. <laughs> so, so, so which, I'm glad you brought That's that up because you were just bringing up Deshaun Watson. You can say the exact same thing about Robert. Robert Kraft is a billionaire who was yeah. getting hand. Uh, was was getting didn't I say jobs. that when it happened? Yeah, but I'm saying he was getting hand jobs at a strip mall in florida a strip mall what are you doing dude just pay to have a girl now i already hear boston fans yelling how it was consensual and all this and that dude it might have been but that is sketchy and it was uncovered that there was sex trafficking going on there what are you? Why are you even putting yourself in that position? Anyway, I'm excited for football, Joe. That's I know you are, Andy. That's what it boils down to. And you know, you know what goes best with football. So wait, now you so, you sold your Chargers season tickets. I sold them. I actually didn't sell them. I'm an idiot. I didn't. I didn't. Dude, the Chargers did not make it easy. I own the seat license. Yeah. That you, you had to like. Go so you, through all, you didn't have you didn't get it, you didn't even sell that C license. No, because you had to 
you couldn't do it through the chargers. And it was like, dude, they, they, they suck to deal with. And you know, this isn't, this is, I got to get them on the phone. I called multiple times. And so somebody's probably just grabbed them. Like they expire at a certain point. So who's your football team now? What do you mean? Who you root for? I root for everybody, Joe. That's but you, you don't, you don't have a, you don't like, are you a defending champion Rams fan? Is that your I, like? I like the Rams. Team? I like the Chargers. Say it. Say it. I like players. What? Say it. I mean, I like Joe Burrow. Yep. Dude, Randy Ruther. You and Randy. Randy is really trying to get me back on the Bengals. So hard. Really hard. I think it's good for the city when the Bengals are good. I'll say that. I mean, listen, I, you know, in every game, even when it's not my team, obviously I'm giant, but like going into the year, who do you want to win the Super Bowl? The Chargers, because you predicted them to win the Super Bowl? Like right now. Well, I didn't predict them to win. I predicted them to win the, the, the division. Right. And Herbert's win. Every, like right now, who do you, who do you want to see? I don't know if I, I don't know if I have one. Who is who's like that? Who doesn't just like watch? Like you gotta have a rooting interest. No, no, we, we we do a show. We do a show twice a week. I just love football. Like like that all would, changed. Would I mean, you be happy if the 49ers won the Super Bowl? No. Would you be happy if the Chiefs won the Super Bowl? No. Okay. Hold on. It doesn't mean that I'd be unhappy. Okay. It, it's it, it's it's what, like what what teams win the Super Bowl would make you happy? The Bills. Yes, because you like Josh Allen, and I like you, that it's they've been down and out as a city. You like Bills Mafia. You like yes. dildos. Yes. You like yes. Buffalo Wings. Yes. You love you love OJ. Oh, I'm obsessed. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm conflicted here. You've here, never it, you've never even been to Buffalo, though, have you? Never been. Okay, but like here, I like Joe Burrow. Yeah, I like that. So your AFC, your AFC rooting interest, Buffalo, Cincinnati, Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, but I also I'm gonna be rooting Broncos. For, I'm gonna, gonna be, be rooting, rooting for, for Russell Wilson. Yeah. yeah. But here's your, the thing. I, your rooting interests are not 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 limited. No. But but again, I can like a lot of different teams. I like to pay, I like Bill Belichick. Yeah. So I so now if the Bills are playing the Patriots, I'm gonna root for the Bills probably. This is I, like tug, this is like Tug's March Madness pre. I also like the Ra- dude. I just like the Raiders. I just like the I, I like the black hole. I like that they're in Vegas. Yeah. So basically, I'm you know the only team that I probably root against every week in the AFC West is going to be. I don't know. You know. You know. I already. I already see Durples be like, oh, fucking pick a side pick. But guys, it's different. I lived in LA. I gave up the Bengals thing. All that happened. They didn't have a team for my first. I'm not saying you have to pick. I'm just saying, like, you know, whenever I watch a football game, there's very rarely a game that I don't have a rooting interest in one side over the other. Even if it's two teams I hate, I'll be like, okay, this team over this team. Like, I always joke, you know, two NFC East teams playing. I'm rooting for ISIS. But, um, like, otherwise, you know. I'm, I've got I've got a rooting interest, you know. I, I I would say I have a hierarchy of 
of like rooting interest at this point. And like the bottom of it's like the other three NFC East teams. And then, you know, I, I kind of actively always root against Kirk cousins. I kind of actively root against Tom Brady. Uh, you know, I'm going to actively be rooting against Russ all the time in, in Denver, just because of all the heat I've taken. Um, you but, know, but you know how the NBA I'll suddenly be rooting for the Seahawks. Let's go see Seahawks nation. Let's ride. Gino Smith. Let's ride. Let's fly. Let's fly. Right. Let's fly. For me, it's about let's ride on the back of a bird in the sky. Let's fly sky. Let's sky fly. Hi. Let's sky ride. (laughs) It's about the quarterbacks. A lot of people like players in the NBA. That's kind of how I am with the NFL. Bless you. I root for quarterbacks, right? So, the, and there's a lot. There's a lot of these quarterbacks that are fun to watch. I just, I just like watching the game. You know, I root against fan bases a lot too. Sure. You know, if I have a bad experience with a fan base, like Pittsburgh is a prime example. I think, I think, yeah, I, I root against their fan base. I think they're obnoxious because, the, again, it's always like the defending a guy who has multiple rape charges, right? Sexual uh, charges. That's the thing. It's Ray, like, Ray it's, Lewis, Ravens fans, you're obnoxious. You, you, he wasn't charged. Well, he was charged. He made yeah. a plea deal and blah, blah, blah. It's like you, you're annoying. So I'm going to root against the Ravens whenever they're on. Pittsburgh's tough for me. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh is, it'll be, I'll, I'll be interested to see how my like soul feels about Pittsburgh going forward because I hated Roethlisberger and I hated the, that about the fan base, but now he's gone and you kind of root, you know, kind of rooting for them to be great in his absence show that it was kind of never him all along. You know, I, I like Kenny Pickett. I hope he does well. Yeah. But as a kid who grew up in Cincinnati, you just can't, you know what I'm saying? Like they were, yeah, they're, of course. They're, they're just a rival. It's like, sure. it's like, I can't, I can't root for them. I like I Matt know. Ryan, you know, I, yeah, I like, the, no, I like I, the Colts finally moving on from Bershkoli. I would like to I see like, Indy uh, do well. Yeah. I'd like to see Indy do well, finally. Yeah. Well, they, they, you know, they went with what I, Joe Prano's plan to save the organization. They just did it like four years too late. Well, my advice to you before the season, and I know you'll do this, get that fridge stock full of Miller Lite. Get yourself ready for football. Andy, my fridge is already stocked with Miller Lite. I'm already ready for football. I'm ready for baseball. I'm ready for the the final game of this Mets Brave series. I'm ready for I'm ready for the WNBA playoffs. I'm ready for everything. I stay ready. Joe's refrigerator. Stay ready. It's just stocked with Miller Lite all the time. Miller, Miller Country. Let's light. Um, you know, I, I was, I was hoping you'd work that in there. <laughs> I've got, uh, I've got my fridge stock of Miller light, Andy. I went out the other day and, uh, got me a 30 rack. Ooh. You know, I love Miller light in all forms draft first and foremost, obviously, you know, what's better than a nice tall pint of Miller light fresh out of the fresh out of the draft tap handed to me in a. Ooh, maybe a frosty glass. Um, but then I go bottle. Then you know what? From time to time, from time to time, I'm just like, you know what? I haven't done groceries lately. Got a lot of room in the fridge. Let's go get 30. 
throw them in the bottom. Throw them in the bottom of that fridge. Yeah. You can throw them in the golf bag. Another lot country. Let's lie. <laughs> well, Dirt Balls, next time you're getting ready to enjoy cold ones with your crew, especially during this football season, go to MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports to find delivery options near you. Or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. And speaking of Miller Lite, I believe, do you have a Miller Lite bet with Randy Ruther? I was just about to bring that up. So Randy, Randy, random wager to me. He goes, hey, do you think Joe Burrow's in the top seven of the NFL's top 100? I said, absolutely not. I was like, love the guy, but top seven player in the whole league. I mean, just like in my head, I was like, Josh Allen, Mahomes, you know, they love Brady They're, You know, they're going to put him up there. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Donald. That's five. That's just five people. Just like whoosh, right off the top of it. Is the whole thing going to be quarterbacks too? Like, you know, when do they do that? I, I think he said they're, they're doing the top 25 soon or something like that. But I was just like, I was just like, Betting him outside the top seven seems obvious to me. And what's the bet? 30 rack of Miller Lite, bruh. I mean, listen, either way, I win. I either get to gift somebody Miller Lights via MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports. Correct. Um, Or I get to receive it. But you know, so the friendliest of gentlemanly wagers, only gentlemen wager Miller Lite versus one another. But I was just like, oh, you could have said top 10 and I would probably would have still taken that outside top 10 just because I don't know. Top seven seems crazy to me. It'll be as, tough. Well, as great as Burrow is. Who's deciding that? I have no idea. Yeah, it'll be tough. Because I, I just think that. They're not just going to go all quarterbacks. No, they won't. Wow, he is turned, isn't he? Yeah. Like, man. I, I And I hope for his sake that just... I just hope that he doesn't... Like, Randy's so turned that I never know what text I'm about to receive. When I get a text from Randy, I'm always like, oh boy, here we go. Did he get whiskers tattooed on his face? You know? <laughs> He's like Bengals country. Let's we are. <laughs> the mental image of him with whiskers. Like it's actually, it's not that crazy of an idea to think he might do that. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Randy is so turned. You literally never know. You're like, what'd you do? He's like, I got veneers, but they're tiger fangs. And you're like, what? Why would you do this? You look like a vampire. Like I'm just I'm just so ready for the season. Well, I was texting you guys that the stuff I learned the other day. Like, like, like fucking if if Randy texted me and was like, Hey, uh, I need bail money, I'd be like, What'd you do? He's like, Uh, you know those those signs on Highway 71 that tried to make a meme out of? Uh, they caught me, they caught me up on one of those signs. Uh trying to spray paint the one that goes to Cleveland into Rapeville. 
uh, after I'd already done Borough Country on the one that goes to Cincinnati. I'm like, Randy, no, you flew to Cincinnati. You flew to the middle of Ohio to spray paint highway signs. I mean, the guy just a turn for the season. The guy has turned. The guy has a Bengals tattoo. The guy literally has paid, I think, multiple times now. TJ Hushmanzada on Cameo. Yeah. Like, TJ Hushmanzada is only on Cameo because yeah. Randy Ruther. Randy Ruther's putting TJ Hushmanzada's kids through college. He's like, yeah. man, this this guy, this guy, Randy Ruther. Which, by the way, I'll be honest, you're going to love this. I went to text him the other day. I put in like I've not forgot his Randy. name's Justin. I'm like putting in Randy Ruther in my phone. Like, what am I doing? There's no Randy in my contacts. You, it's in Justin. Put Randy Ruther under his company, you know, <laughs> his work phone. I've never seen, dude. Dude, he is like I'm trying to think in all my days of like turnt fans. Like he's up there as far as like anybody I've known who's so turnt. For a team, he's not a baseball guy. He's not no. a hockey guy. His his basketball, his basketball fandom is LeBron only. If LeBron, you know, if if LeBron played in Cincinnati, be a whole different story. But and he was obviously big on him when he was in Cleveland. He's he stuck with him on LA. He's a LeBron guy. But his fan, his true fandom, is Bengals and and Ohio State. Yeah, which. Is a good segue into a deal that happened right before our show started okay. with the Big Ten. The Big Ten just signed a seven-year, seven billion, that's B with a B, TV deal with Fox, CBS, and NBC. So it's a billion dollars a year in each of the current 16 Big Ten schools. They got to change the name of that will receive anywhere between 80 to a hundred million dollars per year just on the TV deal. I mean, it, it, you know, now it's, I mean, Joe, this is next level. When we're talking $7 billion deals for one conference. Yeah. And I love the quote from the big 10 commissioner, Kevin Warren. He said, these new deals will continually provide stability for our athletic departments to service our students. I stop saying students in a highly productive manner, allowing them to get a world-class education, but be treated in a manner that they rightfully deserve. It is very expensive to operate our athletic departments. Well, dude, here's the thing, Kevin. It is, but do your athletic departments, do they all need their own fun zone and bowling alley and barber shop? It's like, right. You, you've every athletic department has basically created. It's like a remember Richie rich. It's like, it's like Richie yeah, rich's yeah. house <laughs> is, is the athletic department. Like the players don't need to hop on a, like silver spoon. They don't need to hop on a train to go from class to class. Like, of course, it's expensive. You guys are spending all this money. And by the way, I don't care. Do what you want. You know, you can put a whack-a-mole in every game film room if you want the guys to play arcade-style games. But, dear God, at what point do we just say, 
I like this is just minor league football. Yeah. I mean, that's insane. A billion. And that's why SC and UCLA laughed. They like, I, I do wonder how much of that actually goes to academics department like is that going to science labs i have no idea that's what i'd like to see okay let's say you're getting 80 to 100 million dollars a year how much of that goes to the athletic department and how much of that is like hey we're building a new state-of-the-art science wing i don't know if even like i don't even know how those deals work like does the i mean i i would assume the networks don't give a shit where it goes right I'm sure there's a board on these schools, a board of trustees or whatever that are like, mah, 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 we got to do this and this and this. I, I honestly have no idea. I, I so don't care about college sports at this point that I don't even, I wouldn't even know to where to begin to find out the answers to those questions. Don't care. We have a dirty sports update. If this is correct on Carmelo. Shout out to Brent. He said Carmelo actually has 34 playoff wins and LeBron has 22 finals wins. He said the okay. Thunder and Rockets helped the numbers out for Melo. I don't think the Rockets uh, should. I mean, he has to be on the team. Like, what didn't they let him go off the Rockets? Like, he wasn't there for that playoff. He wasn't there for those, that playoff run. I didn't think he was either. He was on the Rockets for like 15 minutes. Yeah. Why does Stat Muse? Well, Stat Muse does not count that. Yeah. yeah play yeah, they, in the games. Yeah. Stat Muse has, he has 28 wins. And LeBron has 22 finals wins. But why does LeBron love him so much? That's what I don't get. Like, dude, you know he's not bringing anything to the table. I mean, he's a friend. You're like, th- listen, this is, we've talked about this with LeBron forever, right? The LeBron thinking he can like where LeBron's ego is out of control is thinking that he can like give his friends a fucking ring. And it's like, dude, the cost of mellow, the drama of mellow, the whatever. It's like, if you really wanted to win, you would go get, you would go get the guy who can give you everything that Melo gives you and more with none of the drama and half of the value. And sure. Well, I know you got a busy day, so let's get to some dirtball calls. Three one zero. Dirtball calls. Three one zero. Dirtball calls. Let's listen. Dirtball calls. Let's listen. If you want to, dirtball calls. Let's listen. What's the number in case you want to throw ball? Let's call 310-359-8365. The number of people who showed concern for me via text and DM, whatever, after I said, don't fucking call me. First of all, amazing. I'm fine, guys. Thank you. I was just annoyed last episode. Um, but I want to re- re- reiterate this because it's just so funny. The guy who called my phone 
and sent me a 1000 DMs. One of those DMs was what's the dirty sports hotline. And I was like, you called my fucking personal cell phone number. Amazing. Like that's like, that's a mentally ill shit right there. Yeah, man, you got look. And for the record, I got to just, I got to let this guy know. Cause we, we know who, who called you. Randy Ruther is not my actual brother. <laughs> I learned that from a DM from Randy Ruther that he forwarded me. Guys, Randy Ruther is a character. So there is no actual man on this earth. In fact, Randy Ruther's face on Twitter is just your profile with a fucking mustache drawn on it. (laughs) So the dirtball called Joe thinks Randy Ruther is a real person. It is uh, not a real person. Okay. We will start with a sports slash friend slash child related call this is all intertwined what's the proper etiquette joe let's decide let's 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 decide for the proper etiquette what's going on boys Kyler Rowski calling back once again from beautiful Tom's River New Jersey home of the 1998 Little League World Series champions uh conversation going on in the Mean Girls chat is about uh, football Sunday etiquette, I guess, because one of the members is uh, expecting a child soon and I think in the coming weeks. And one of his buddies, he's always over his house for uh, football Sunday and splits the uh, Sunday ticket package, essentially said, I'm going to get my own football uh, Sunday package because uh, I guess I'm not coming over anymore. And I kind of take the friend side. I'm like, I would feel really awkward going to someone's house if like his wife and newborn baby are there and it's just like a couple guys you know you're not going to be really free to to you know act like you act on football sunday cursing at your bets yelling at the tv you know getting drunk things like that um and i feel like with with your friends with kids you kind of have to meet them outside of of the home you know get them out on the golf course for a day maybe get them out to dinner for monday night football if they're able to leave the house um so you guys are obviously older. You have way more friends with kids, way more experience with this than, than the Mean Girls chat. So I really want to know your feedback. Is it weird to go to someone's house, maybe just one or two guys, um, if his wife and kid are there? I feel like it's just a little odd, a little odd. Condoms are for crib midgets. Condoms literally are for crib midgets. That's, that's, why, we, that's why we have them. Condoms are for what? Crib midgets. I think that's children. Um, I think it's a it's totally depends on who the person that is hosting this is and how they parent and what their home life is like. I mean, the I would say the two people in my like the the guys in my life who would be my quote unquote best men, my best friends slash brother, like whatever. Like I can watch football at Mikey's house. Mikey's kid gets into football. Mikey, they're not running around. They're not like Mikey's not telling me not to swear. Mikey's not telling me not to drink. You know, like it's totally like it's it's totally chill. Tony, my buddy, uh, who I'll go over to his house and he'll literally be like, he'll literally like yell at his wife and I'll be like, hey, we're trying to watch the game in here. Can you come get these children? Like he it's it's a place where i feel totally great going over to watch a game and i'm actually more likely to like play with his kids or like leave the room and go watch them play on the drums or whatever for a minute than he is to like let that happen i'll be like yeah i'm gonna go and they're like dude watch the game and i'm like it's fine i can take two minutes off and go watch your 
daughter like show me the dance moves that she's like perfected and then i'll come back and watch games like not that big a deal but he'll he'll like look at his kids and he'll be like listen we're watching the game in here so if you're gonna be in here you're gonna be quiet or you get out yeah. and then there's other there's other people who i know who have kids and it's like yeah i would never consider going to their house because it's mayhem they let their kids run wild the you know their kids jumping on you the whole time or whatever you know, Tony always be like, can you give Joe his personal space? And I'm like, damn, all right. Got them a lot of steps. So I think it all depends. But I think in I'm in agreement with um, I'm in agreement in terms of like in this particular situation, if this guy's like, I'm going to get it on my own, I'm not coming to your house. I think, you know, it's like, listen, you know, uh, why not? If you if you're interested in splitting it, since you have a kid now, um you have access to the streaming one. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll have it in here. I'll have it on, on my direct TV or whatever. Uh, I'll give you the password in case you want to like stream it. And also you're welcome here anytime, but if a kid's, but also like a newborn, like what's a new, like a newborn should be sleeping most of the day. Like, it's not like the kid's going to run up. Like when I have with kids, it's like, Sometimes I'm afraid I'm watching the TV and all of a sudden I'm going to get like knee bombed in the junk because you're like, they're at, they're everywhere. Like if a kid's under one and a half, I'm not really concerned with them, like ruining my time. Yeah. Well, if the kids are around, I obviously, I have a lot of kids in my family. They don't, they don't usually come over on Sunday. Cause I, I like, I want my attention on the game. So, and I get it. I'm, I, I, I understand the, the what he's saying here is the guy who used to host is now the one with the kid. Sure. No, and I think that's fair that he that he goes off on his own. I mean, if you really want to pay attention to games, which I do, you can't really mess around with kids too much. I mean, I, I'm pretty much glued from start to finish that day. Yeah. Listen, I don't mind a little distraction, but like to a sure. point. And that's all about, that's all on the parents. If I'm watching yeah. the game and this kid's swinging across the room, like Tarzan, I'd be like, yo, I don't know if this is a place to watch the game. No. Or just separate them. It's like, Hey, we're watching yeah. the game in the basement. The kids are upstairs or vice versa. Yeah. yeah. That's the way you do it. All right. Non-sports call. What up boys? My uh, wife was just telling me some crazy shit. Like, she read something. Someone said, if you have sex at someone's house, use them in Airbnb. That's, you're wrong. It's trash. I, I think if you're not having sex at an Airbnb, you're using an Airbnb wrong, first and foremost. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I'll throw the sheets in the washer and, and clean it up after myself. I'm not just jerking off on their sofa, but, like, I'm paying money to rent this house out. You best believe I'm fucking. Hi, boys. Just want to hear your thoughts, opinions. Pretty sure I know how the Dirtball Nation is going to rule on this one. Stay dirty. Coots for comedy. Coots kind of life. Let's go surf, dang. Oh, yeah, this is this is the easiest thing ever. Yeah, this is a no-brainer. I, I don't know. Like, it's a I'm hotel. renting it's a hotel. your place. I yeah. live there. I it's live a hotel. there. Now. Yeah, of course you can have sex. Yeah, you should. Yeah, that's you, should have sex in, you should have sex in every room. Yeah. 
No, I mean, Airbnb, like the idea of the, I mean, you take, you take your significant other on vacation and you guys, you guys the decide you're wait, do wait, wait, an wait. Airbnb instead of a hotel. Of course. I mean, by the way, I would never pick an Airbnb over a hotel if the rules were I'm not allowed to have sex in it. Yeah. Unless you're staying, unless you're staying in Chattanooga and Derek has a note, no sex. Yeah. Getting a bad review if you have the no sex note. This is the Wi-Fi. Also, we don't allow sex. I've never heard of that. People saying it's rude. Yeah, that's kind of ridiculous. It's a ridiculous claim to me. Yeah, I don't know. I, where I, that... I now I now question your. What do you say? His wife. So his wife read it somewhere. Or somebody said that to her. Yeah. Well, somebody said that to her. You need to drop that friend. Yeah. And where where'd you read this? Yeah. I mean, there's so many shitty websites out there. Where'd you read this? No sex in an Airbnb? Probably Cosmo. You know, they've been ruined shit forever. There's some bad websites out there now. They're just like, yeah, like, shit. I don't know. I mean, my thing is you, you should bang everywhere. Tom Segura used to have, in his first Netflix special, he had a whole bit on the minute he gets in a hotel room. He's like, where am I going to masturbate? And like that really hit me. This is a special from like nine, 10 years ago. I'm like, that's me. Like the savage in me is like, where am I marking my territory? So it's, it's pretty gross if you think about it. Like I, yeah. I probably, I'm not the same way now, but like I used to be like that. Okay. Here is another non-sports call related to what we discussed last episode about the Baja men. Hey boys, John Tulek City calling in. Uh, Who Let the Dogs Out was just referenced on the most recent edition of the Dirty Sports Podcast. And I recently noticed uh, that that song won a Grammy for best song of uh, some category, uh, which begs the question, what is the worst song ever to win an award or Grammy or what have you? It might be that one. I mean, that's astonishing when you go back and think about it. Uh, curious to hear what you guys have to say. Stay dirty. So Baja Men won the 2001 Grammy for Best Dance Recording. Right. So, I mean, it's not like they're winning Best Song. So I just pulled up the worst. These are the worst artists to win a Grammy. No, I want the song. I mean, so Millie Vanilli, they rank number one. And that one, what? That one, Song of the Year? Best New Artist. Right. Girl, You Know It's True, 1990. I mean, you know, these are... Well, let me just, let me say this right out of the gate. And this is this, I, I, I gave this hot take before when Andy Ruther used to live tweet the Grammys every year. You always bring this up. <laughs> I worked on a pop culture radio show, so I watched it because we talk about it on air. I no, you li- no, no, stop it. You live tweeted the Grammys for years. It was like, no, a, it was no like, okay, a, hold on. Hold like on. an annual Andy Ruther experience. I live tweeted the and Grammys. And it was like, and the Grammys were always fucking tape delayed. You're doing like an 8 p.m. live tweet of the Grammys that already happened three hours. Ago. I live tweeted the Grammys for like three years. 
Okay, fine. Anyway, I this take is and this take is also seconded by a very famous scene when Homer's barbershop quartet wins a Grammy on The Simpsons. The Grammys is the worst awards show ever. Like no award show ever has gotten it wrong more than the Grammys. They're, They're like the 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 Grammy fails are historically legendary like they've they always pick the wrong artist they always pick the fucking wrong thing i think eric clapton's big year was the same year nirvana fucking put out never mind uh you know i think hall and oats beat radiohead like i mean there's a the 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 amount of like you know they do those like oh this movie won best picture over this look at how it's aged there's like five of those in in academy award history there's more of those in Grammy history than there are correct ones. Like the Grammys suck. And the Baja men winning one for who let the dogs out is proof of that. Yeah. Well, I remember this one though, the Macklemore over as like rap. Yeah. So this was a, this was a big one. This was in 2013. This was controversial because he won a bunch of Macklemore and Ryan Lewis won best new artist best rap performance for thrift shop and best rap album all in 2013. And like Kanye put out an album that year or who, like what, what album do they? Let's see here. Oh yeah. That's, uh, well, let me see here who won it. Um, Jay-Z, Kendrick Lamar, Kanye. Oh, yeah, yeah. Drake. Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Yeah. Like, listen, all, all those artists are still a thing. Macklemore's like, Macklemore's a guy who does fucking promos for the Geno Smith Seahawks. I bet. Our quarterback, we got our quarterbacks in a thrift shop. Let's ride. Let's fly. You know Ross and Macklemore are boys. You know that. You know they're boys. You, you know, know it. You know Russ is like easily my favorite rapper of all time, Macklemore. He's like he's a little hard for me, a little hard, but you know it's like when I'm feeling like when I want to get real dirty. Do do we play a call that we haven't listened to? We've had a couple calls during the show. Sure, sure. Do, do we trust it? Do we trust it? Let's try it. <laughs> What's going on, Dirty Sports? It's your number one Texas Dirtball, KT. I got a two-part question here. Um, so this this reminds me of the Farmer Dirtball's last call and what Joe was saying about Jeter and how all he was trying to do was stockpile stats at the end of his career. So we got Albert Pujols here. He's at 689 home runs. 11 away from 700. He said this year is his last season. But it's like, yo, you definitely got to come back and hit 700. I don't think we're ever going to see 700 again in our lifetime. Like, what do you think on this, guys? No, I know he's had his uh, farewell tour and everything, but no one's going to knock him for that. So I think 100% has to come back, man. Like, five years ago in college, I was doing all the math, and – I was like, all right, he just needs to hit 20 more and he could possibly get the record. Fucking COVID ruined that for him. But next part of this question from the Farmer Deerfall, 
uh, the shot challenge. So let's do it. Let's do a Joe Prano shot challenge. Anytime he mentions Jeter hate, let's take a sh- let's take one shot. Anytime he let's mentions go. Republicans, how they're he thinks they're stupid. I think that's let's a go. double shot for sure. And then anytime he mentions Kaepernick, one uh, the one shotters are this happens so often. Uh, so yeah, what do you what do you think, boys? I'm in. The Joe Prano one sounds like when I was in uh, high school, my buddy printed out off of the internet. He's like, you know, there's a Star Wars drinking game. He's like, well, let's watch Star Wars. And it was like pages. It was like any mention of the force, finish your drink anytime anybody. And it was like, essentially, I was like reading it. I was like, listen, we're going to die if we like do do all the things. The Joe Prano. Okay. The Joe Prano drinking game. Jeter hate Kaepernick love Republicans are dumb. They throw on Carmelo Anthony. How about every time I say, let's ride, <laughs> like, let's go. I'll get you, I'll get you boys fucked up. Random Eli Manning comparison. Let's go. I agree with his call about Pujols. I actually said that the other day because he went yard twice, right? This week, a few days ago in the same game. And I was like, man, I thought the same thing. I was like, dude, you're 11 away. Like, let's say, let's say like his, his attitude toward it though, of he has a shot at it this year. He's not going to get it. Come on. He's not going to get it, but he has a shot at it. I mean, you never know. Maybe there's a Brett Favre out there, you know, who's going to lay down at the end. Maybe there's a, whatever, like, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of the year, you know, guys start throwing them cookies down the middle, you know, Random dudes on your Reds team, random dudes on teams that are out of it, just start throwing and fucking meatballs. I would not be shocked at it. But here's the, the thing. And this is what fans never fucking consider. Albert Pujols has to stay in shape this whole offseason. He has to train. He has to go to fucking spring training in Florida. He's got to go do this all to come back next year. And maybe hit four more fucking home runs as a pinch hitter. I don't know. It's just like you're so close, man. You're so close. How many close. home runs does he have so far this year? 10. He's played, so in 60, he, he's played in 67 games. So he's got a shot at it. He could get close. He'll probably have three or four more. He's you're not gonna, gonna see. You're gonna see some meatballs at the end of the year. You're gonna see them. You think? You're the thing is, the Cardinals are they're right in the thick with the Brewers for that division. So like, I don't yeah, think but you the will. fucking red, the Reds don't give a shit about that, right? The fucking you Cubs know. and Pirates. I guess three teams in that division are awful. Yeah, and forget the division. Even guys outside of the division, what do they care? You're up. Oh, it's 13 to one. The Mets are fucking leading. Throw pools a fucking cookie. I mean, you're so close. close. He's going to get close. He's going to hit five, six more home runs. But he's right. No one's getting, who's getting 700, Joe? Yeah. And, and that's not happening. Remember they, uh, was it A-Rod that, was he getting up to, was he almost at six or was he almost at seven? He, what what did the Met remind me again? I was trying to think of this there. What did the Yankees do to him at the end? Why why didn't they they yeah, fucked him over? Yeah, and he was at six ninety six. A Rod should have seven hundred. A Rod would have been to seven hundred easy. 
What happened at the end there? Because he only played 65 games in 2016. And why did he not come back? They basically just like deactivated him and said, like, we don't want you on this team anymore. Because they were trash. He was so close. Yeah. Garbage people. I raged on them on this show about that. He won two MVPs with the Yankees. Bro, what are we talking about? Yeah, no shit. A-Rod takes shits that are better baseball players than Derek Jeter, and they had the fucking three-season farewell tour, but they won't let A-Rod stick around for eight games to hit four bombs. It's everything that's wrong with fucking sports. Just propaganda campaigns. Yeah. This is a shame, man. That's that's 700. It's just that's so impressive. So impressive. 310-359-8365. That's the hotline. You can follow us on social at the dirty sports. Follow me at Andy Ruther. Add to the Joe Prano drinking game every time Joe Prano does plugs. Uh, August 25th. That's a week from today. Joe Prano and acquaintances at the Hollywood Improv. Tickets are on sale now. I just put up another story on my Instagram. The link in the bio. That's at Joe Prano, as is all of my other social media, except for Twitter. I'm at Fix Your Life. But to repeat myself, two most important things. August 25th, the Hollywood Improv. Get tickets. It's going to be a super fun show. Lachlan Patterson, former guest. Nate Craig, former guest. Uh, we'll be there. And then the following week, starting Monday, Monday to Sunday, I believe it's uh Labor Day weekend. I'll be at uh, the Comedy Cellar in Las Vegas, Nevada for the whole week. Two shows every night for a week. I believe it's inside the Rio Hotel. Come see it. Let's do it. All right, guys. That's, right. That's our show. Thanks for sticking with us. Give us a ring. Ride with us. Most importantly, stay dirty. Stay dirty. Stay dirty. Stay dirty. Stay (laughs) dirty.